today on the Rita Mimi Do It Show. There was a self-limiting belief that thought that I needed to be married for 72 years, have seven divorces, 19 kids, and all this drama in my life in order to give advice in this area. And it really was Andy that said, you know, listen, this is what you do and this is what you're good at. If you feel like you need extra certifications, which I went and became a, you know, certified matchmaker, certified relationship coach. You know, I got some extra stuff just to make me feel good. But at the end of the day, I still already had it. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because, because of Rita, because of Rita I'm I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach. Also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and blogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to be back with another interview. This is going to be my first interview of 2022. uh, And you're just going to love it. So I know that a lot of you guys heard me talk about Clubhouse. And I mean, we we had a whole year, right, where we learned all about Clubhouse. But this is an incredible human who I met on Clubhouse. But honestly, I should have met well before because we run in a lot of the the same circles. And so I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend, Coach Cass, uh, who is a dating and a relationship expert coach. And we are going to talk about so many good things today. I just can't wait to dive in. So welcome to the podcast. Ooh, Rita, I'm so excited to be here, girlfriend. (laughs) It's going to be good. So I'm going to start you off with a question that I ask every single guest right away from the get-go, which is, tell me about you, but tell me about you at age seven. Who were you at age seven? Tell me like about your personality, what your interests were, whatever you want, you can remember. Tell me about Coach Cass at age seven. All right. So me at age seven, I love to climb trees. I loved the ocean. I would bring my swimsuit everywhere. I don't care if we were going to a restaurant, if we were going to the park, my swimsuit was always with me because if there was a pool, I was getting in. I was a water baby. I loved reggae music. Um, Barris Hammond uh, was my favorite artist. I uh, loved to dance and I... Yeah, those are the main things. And I watched a lot of TV. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. So there was a study that was done a while ago. So ever since I read this study, I've been asking my guests this question because they say that you are your most authentic self at age seven. That Mm -hmm. age seven is like old enough to know who you are, but you're not quite old enough yet to care what other people think about you. It's like this magic sweet spot, right? So that if you're ever feeling disconnected from your life or from whatever, go back to the things you loved and the way you loved showing up and being at age seven and ask yourself kind of, what am I not doing now that I used to do then? Like if you used to play make-believe at age seven, like, and you're not doing that now, like that could be a reason. If you love speaking and, and putting on plays or dressing up or whatever, and you're not doing that now, like that's going to be a, so I always love asking people, how well do you think coach Cass is in alignment 
with hundred percent, right? So this this past Saturday, I spent the whole day in the pool with my daughter and her best friend. We did a little party with just her and her best friend, you know, COVID. So <laughs> it was like four of us, but we spent the whole day in the pool. I listened to some music, you know, like right now I'm looking for a house on the beach. In terms of the TV, I definitely binged watch some shows this past holiday season. So, you know, I, I, I would say that I'm definitely the climbing of the tree. I climbed a tree maybe a month ago. <laughs> That's so. not and this is, I had no <laughs> doubt that you were going to be in complete alignment with whatever you said, because you're so successful and you're so great at what you do. And usually when we're just like happy and functioning and succeeding and like out there doing it and making it happen, it's often because we're in complete alignment with our authentic self. And so we're able to take risks and take actions and do things. And so, um, but why don't you tell everybody who doesn't know you or who hasn't met you on Clubhouse or beyond, right? Like I said, dating and relationship coach, but tell people a little bit more about who you help, what it is that you really do and how you got into what you do. Because we do not come out of the womb going, I can't wait to be a dad. We don't even go to school thinking that this is even a thing. So how did you oh, get into Oh man, it? that is a definitely a long, a long story. So which <laughs> part of the story do I start with? The good with? part. Tell about the good part. <laughs> oh, the good part. Okay, not the bad drudgery part. Okay, I got you. Okay, no, the no, good part. talk about any part you want to talk about. Any part you want to talk about. <laughs> Okay. So once upon a time, not long ago, right. I was um, dating a guy that I thought was the one, right, Rita. And we were dating for some time and I I thought we were going to get married. And I got a call one Christmas Eve from a mutual friend. And he said, um, are you sitting? I said, Hey, Merry Christmas. What's going on? He said, yeah, that's not why I'm calling. I said, what's up? He's married. Uh, who's married? That guy, the guy that you think is the one girl, my heart shattered in a million pieces. Um, I was in a really dark place. I don't know about you, Rita, but that wasn't a call I was expecting, you know, um, whether it's a call regarding faith, finances, family, or future, we often get phone calls that we're not expecting. But for me, I, um, I kept dating the wrong guy after the wrong guy, after the wrong guy. I said, this is, something's got to give. And my, my defining moment came when I got maybe my 29th wedding invitation. <laughs> and I was like, wait a second, everybody? Rita, have you ever felt like that? Like where where everybody was getting married? It didn't matter what they look like, what they smelled like, what their hair looked <laughs> like, the race, the age, the money, none of it. I said, okay, I'm cute. You're cute. We're cute. Why is this not working for me? And so that's when I decided to like draw a line in the sand, but I drew the line behind me. I said, you know what? I'm not going back. I'm going to go forward. I'm going to do something different. So that's when I decided to become a student of love, Right. And I've read almost every book I could on love, right? I <laughs> read almost a hundred books on love. I interviewed couples who had been married for over 25 years, but actually still liked each other because I don't know about you, but I knew a lot of grumpy married people. I said, you know what? You guys are not selling this thing called marriage. I could do bad all by myself. I don't need this, right? But these, these folks helped me to, to believe in love again. And then I interviewed successful women who were successful in business and in love because a part of me felt like you couldn't do the both of them at the same time, right? And so all of this, plus my own personal work, really led me on this journey to attract my amazing husband, Andy, that you hang out with all the time, right? <laughs> and then we now have a beautiful daughter named Ava. And all of this showed me that real love was possible and how many times I could have settled. And I started to look across the atmosphere, you know, just the, the field right now, right? With professional women who are like me, 
so focused. And I, I realized that professional women are often in one of two places. One, they're so focused on business and career and community and maybe kids they already have, right? That they're like, oh, love, love will come later. And 40 comes, 50 comes. My eldest client is 71, right? So it's like they're getting up there in age and they're like, wait a second, I think I do want love. How does this work again? I don't know. And then on the other side, they're praying in that back closet, you know, they're praying, wishing, hoping, manifesting, you know, all the things for this man, you know, this Boaz to come to their door, but girlfriend doesn't even open the door for the Amazon prime guy, <laughs> you know, like, like you don't have to break in, you know, like, how are you going to find this man if you're doing nothing? So literally that's how I come into play that I created the third lane where I support professional women in their love journey. I believe that love is a journey, right, Rita? So it's not just catch a man, get a man. I feel that anybody can go outside and find somebody, right? Like you, (laughs) that works. (laughs) But it's not about that. It's like, what what makes your heart smile? Where's the clarity? Where's the confidence? Where's the vulnerability? How do you adapt in a relationship? How do you really have this thing called real love and and really be able to enjoy your love life? So really going from self-love to the attraction and the vetting of men, right? To then now, how do you thrive in this amazing relationship? Because as you know, as a married woman, it ain't that simple, right? Okay, now that you have him, how do you not sabotage this and actually grow in your love life versus it just being on auto. So that's pretty much Yeah, what it's I not do. like a thing you got and it's one and done, right? You yeah. have to keep working on it like over and over again. You know, I love what you said around how you got into this uh, uh, in terms of like you took time to study like 25 mm-hmm. people. Who were, because one thing I always say is, you know, if you want to learn, if you want to be better at something, you need to surround yourself with people who have great habits in that area until those habits become your own, right? And so what were some of the habits that maybe you learned from interviewing and talking and studying um, all of those like happily married, healthy uh, in their relationship couples that helped you, you know, move forward in your life, whether that was with dating and finding your ultimate love or, or business, even because you own your own business and you've owned a couple of other businesses. What would you say are some of those those habits that you would say are the most important that you really soaked up from people? So one is to make a decision. I find that people who make a decision make things happen. And oftentimes when things aren't happening for you, you haven't made a decision, right? So we need to first make a decision that one, love is something that's important or your business is something that you want, right? It's not a hobby. It's a business with your love life. Okay. Even if you don't have a love life, you want one, right? So one is you have to make a decision and be resolute in that decision. It's like with a marriage, I am resolute that we are going to make this work. When Andy and I first got together, we took all breakups, all divorce, all every word that there is an out off the table. Like, look, this is not an option. I am resolute that this marriage will work. P.S. That's it. The end, right? We're together. That's all. So we're not in this popcorn mentality of if you don't make it hot and steamy and make it pop, I'm out with the next thing flying. Because at the end of the day, we watch all the celebrities and guess what? The next thing flying is hot garbage, right? So just stick with what you have and make it work, right? So number one is to make the decision. Two is to be intentional. Very simple. Like 
in order for love, in order for money, in order for success to happen, you have to be intentional and intention comes daily. It's a daily, a daily intention. There's a quote that I once heard that was success is hidden, hidden in your daily agenda, right? Success is hidden in your daily agenda. So every single day, what are you doing to move forward in your business, move forward in your love life, even if you don't have a prospect, even if you don't have a client, even if you don't have a, a significant other, how do you move forward? So me as a married woman, we are constantly looking at, okay, when we first meet and when we leave each other's presence, we're going to look each other in the eyes. We're going to kiss goodbye. We're going to kiss hello. You know, small intentions. Do we get it right every time? No. Sometimes are you upset? Yes. But at the same time, the intention is there, right? So we gonna mess up, but listen, <laughs> the reset button comes again. Right. So there's still an intention there that we're flawed people. We're perfectly imperfect, but we're still going to move forward. Right. Like, so one of the things in your business is like, I get paid daily. So what have you done to get paid daily? If you made no intention for that, how you expect money to show up. Right. So looking at those types of things. And then the third, I would definitely say is scheduling. (laughs) if it is not on the schedule it doesn't exist it doesn't happen it just doesn't no and i love what because number two and number three go together right Right. and that idea of i really believe that you're you can tell me what your priorities are 10 20 30 40 times show me your bank account statements and your calendar for the last six months and i'll tell you what your priorities actually are right like you can tell me it's finding love or building your business or whatever it is but your calendar and the way you invested your money and spent your money and spent your time that'll show that'll show what your priorities truly are right so i love this so much like that decision too of like just deciding deciding that it will work because if you haven't decided it will work that's going to be your sabotage over and over and over again but it's not it's not always easy and it's not but let's actually dig into that because you've had a couple of businesses, if I remember correctly, and you've let go of a couple of businesses because it wasn't the right fit for you, but they they were working, but it wasn't the right fit for you. So like, I guess what I want to say is like, there's that, that fine line between like, well, I'm going to stay and work it till it works because I said I would. And I said that this is a decision and I, so relationship, business, et cetera. And also like, but it's not right for me anymore. And it's not serving me anymore. And like, now I want to move on to something that maybe will. Like, how do you navigate that fine line? Yeah. So for me, I was in a coaching practice that was mainly around helping entrepreneurs with their businesses, right? Yeah, we just flipped. We just flipped. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah, so, so that's what I was doing, right? I was helping entrepreneurs with their business, with their branding, with their client avatars, with all this stuff, right? And I would just be so annoyed. I was just in this constant state of annoyance. And people were getting results. And Coach Cass, I quit my job to go full-time with my business. My business is booming. You know, folks now are like 10 years in the game, fully entrepreneured, right? So, okay, so they did great things. But at the same time, I personally had no joy in delivering the information, the content, even though I could do it, my spirit who I was, there was no joy in it. You know, you know, in your gut when you're excited to do something and when you're like, oh, I could do this, right? Listen, we could do all things as women. I tell you, we could be the event planner. We could be the cook. We could be the house cleaner, the house manager. You know, we could do all the things, but do we have to, or do we want to? No, right? This is why we outsource. So when I just started to look at it, I said, you know what? I need to put a pause button 
on this business. And it was actually something that I did with Andy. We did it together. We ended up doing a whole program together called Make Your Move. Like you're going to make your move. And I do this annual event called the Resolutions Retreat to tell you that resolutions were BS. It's all about action and you have to make your move. So then it would lead into like the six month program that we would do and help entrepreneurs like get all their stuff together. And I, I just had to tell them like, look, honey, like this is not working for me at all. And what was crazy, it really wasn't working for him either. So for the both of us, it was a pivot point to say, what really brings us joy individually, right? As an individual, because we could continue to do this and make great money together, but at the same time, what brings me joy? What makes me happy? And then also, what do I have a skill set in, right? Or what do I need to sharpen my skills in? And for me, My magnificent obsession has always been love and relationship. I can meet people on the street, random people, and get all into their business, meaning their relationship business, within five seconds. Like, so what did you meet? What you been doing? Oh, you single? What's going on with that? You know? And Andy would always look at me like, man, you nosy, but boy, you really are good at this. And there was a self-limiting belief that thought that I needed to be married for 72 years, have seven divorces, 19 kids, and all this drama in my life in order to give advice in this area. And it really was Andy that said, you know, listen, this is what you do and this is what you're good at. If you feel like you need extra certifications, which I went and became a, you know, certified matchmaker, certified relationship coach, you know, I got some extra stuff just to make me feel good. But at the end of the day, I still already had it, right? So I had to make the decision. One, I did close that business practice to say, let me be still for a moment. So that was a big deal to just like wipe out everybody, say, hey, bye. (laughs) I love you guys, but I'm not the person for you anymore. And then move into this space. It has been joy-filled. You know that, Rita? Like it has been joy-filled. Like anytime I have a client hit me up, I I have not had one rolled eye. (laughs) (laughs) in this process. And I know so many people that have, you know, done the flip. And for me, it it just brings me so much joy that I can do this until I'm 92 and be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I mean, I wrote, I wrote down. So I'm like, okay, I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about that. There's so much that we could unpack. I know I'm going to have 18 interviews with you because each of these topics, each of these statements could be its own full-fledged focused, you know, podcast interview. But there is something you said, like, you were constantly annoyed, right? And I keep thinking to Rita pre 35 dates and 35 days, all my relationships, living in this constant state of annoyance and being okay with it, thinking that that was the way that it had to be because who, you know, no one's joyous all the time, right? Nobody. So I was settling. I was settling for less than what I knew I could have or want. And that was playing out in different ways, right? That was playing out in my business. That was playing out, I mean, like in my career, that was playing out in a in a variety of ways. So when you're sitting with yourself and you're like, okay, I'm like, let I'm in this constant state of annoyance. I don't love my clients. I don't love my, it can feel real scary to actually take the step to say, I'm going to let that go right? So that I can create what I want. Let's talk about relationship, right? Like to let a relationship go so that you can hopefully find a better one, right? Like how do you advise your clients in the dating world to walk away from a relationship that's not serving them when there can be a lot of fear around, but what if I, what if I don't meet anyone else? Right. Coach Gass, what if there's nobody else out there? Yeah. Um, and it's a big fear. I specifically think of one client who got engaged. She got engaged 
to a guy. But then really after talking to her, I said, but you didn't announce it. You didn't tell anybody. So that says a lot. The fact that you got engaged, but nobody knows. And so when I started to uncover and dig a little bit deeper, it just turned out that the guy that she had been dating, her now fiance, he was a truck driver. And the only time he would see her is along his route. So she was convenient, right? And because she kind of gave a mini ultimatum, it was like, oh, here, here's your ring, you know? But then on like the holiday or whatever it was, he ended up going to a friend's house and leaving her in the house by herself with his son, you know, stuff like that, that just didn't feel joy filled. And to me, when you're in the right relationship, there's a certain giddiness. There's a, there's a joy about you. And especially if you get engaged, because as a uh, mature woman, she was 51. So it's like as a mature woman to be getting engaged, there's a certain joy that should come with that. And if you have no joy, this is not the person for you. So there was a fear, right? To let that guy go. But I'm like, listen, honey, it is better to be all by yourself than it is to be in a settling situation that you're labeling as an engagement that you don't even want to tell your kids about, that you don't want to tell social media about, that you don't want to tell anybody about. Like, no, mm -mm, not at all. And yeah, it's a scary place to be in, but you have to create space to allow new love in, to allow new business in, to allow what you should be doing in your, your true calling and your true purpose and your true partner. Ah, it's so good. It's so good, right? Like, and I love that you didn't announce, like in my business coach brain is mm-hmm. like, do you guys hear some similarities out there, you entrepreneurs, about like some of your programs and some of the things you're creating and yet you're not promoting them and you're not marketing them and you're not selling them. And I'm like, well, what's going on? And it's because you're not really joyous about it and you're not really lit up about it. Like that, when you are so excited about something, you can't wait to tell people about the program, the class, the guy, the whatever, right? And right. so I really want you to sit with that and and know that. And then I think also to add into, yes, you absolutely have to create space for the right things to land. If space, and I, I remember I used to celebrate when I would get ghosted, when somebody would say no to a second date or I would get ghosted, I used to do like a two minute dance party where I would thank the universe for eliminating the wrong person and creating the space for the right person to come and land. But when I think about it, I think it's also because I trusted myself to navigate whatever happens, right? And so I love what you say around sitting with yourself. And I think it all starts there where you have to have a great relationship with yourself for dating to work, for entrepreneurship to work, you have to trust that no matter what happens, I will figure it out. I will be able to navigate whatever, a breakup, uh, losing a client, uh, taking longer to get another client. Like I can figure it out. How do you help people step into that trust? Because that trust can be really hard to develop when you've had past experiences that teach you you can't trust yourself to make good decisions. Yeah. Right? So you're saying, just decide. But if you have a, a radar, a, a subconscious of, but you make terrible decisions, right? Going on somewhere in the background. How how do you help people move through that so they can trust themselves to make the right decision? I usually ask, when was the last time you made a good decision, right? So when we build on our past successes, it makes it easier for us to trust ourselves again, right? And for instance, I had a client that had a fear. When she went on dates, she would look around at the exit. And I said, well, why do, why do you do that? Why do you look around at the exit? What do you think is going to happen? And she said, well, you know, when I was four years old, I was kidnapped. I said, say what now? So it turns out she was in a third world country. 
she was kidnapped at the age of four by like a neighbor's daughter. And they just wanted to steal like her necklace. They took her on a bus and they left her in an alley. But at four years old, she realized where she was. And she knocked on the door of a family member's friend's house. And that person took her back home. So I said, oh my God, you were four years old. Here it is. You thought that she's had this overarching message in her mind that she's dumb and that somebody will take her away. But I said, when we come back to the story, when you were four years old, honey, you are not dumb. You are the smartest four-year-old I have ever met in my life. You were in a third world country, had never been on a bus, and you recognized in a dark alley that you knew someone's house, you had them take you home, and you were safe. So if anything, you are the most successful and the smartest person that I know, and the safest person that I know, because at four, you knew how to get back home. So now as an adult who is 40 something years old, you make good decisions and you are super smart. You hit on such a strong, strong point right there. Like I wrote it down. I don't want to lose because I want everybody. These, these are your, what would Andy say? Andy Henriquez would say, <laughs> write this down, write this down. <laughs> Pull out your pen and paper, write this down. He's always telling people to write this down. So that this cast is husband, guys, right? Write this down, right? Number one was really sit and pay attention to the times that you made a good decision, right? When did you make the right decision? Like, it's so easy to focus on what didn't work and what didn't go well, focusing on the dark and not the light and all of that, right? Like, you've got to focus on that. And then also, I'll add to that, list all the times your instinct was right, even if you didn't follow it. Like, when your intuition was right, because then you're like, oh, I can trust myself. I get Even if I didn't follow it, I should have, right? And it's like, then you'll know when you're right. But then that last one, oh, so good that what we think is a liability if you flip it to being an asset, right? When you start looking at those things around what you think is working against you or not in your favor or is damaging you or whatever, if you start asking yourself, well, why is this helping me? Why is this actually an asset? Why is this a good thing and not a not a bad thing, right? It flips the perspective on so much and allows you again to really trust and not think that a certain experience, past situation or current situation and life, like you'll, you'll appreciate it. I had a client once who, um, she was a single mom and she said, oh no, she was young, young single mom. And she was like, nobody with like three kids. And she was like, well, that's a liability day. That's basically what she was saying without saying those words, right? Like my kids are a liability. It's going to be hard to find love. Nobody wants to date single mom with three kids, all this stuff. And like, I said, well, what if the reason you like that thing that you think is a liability is an asset, like talk about it as if it's an asset, bringing you closer to the person who you're supposed to find, right? And of course, like switching that perspective uh, really helps. So guys, I love that. I want you guys to write that down because I think that that's, that's the number one skill you have to have to be able to make this decision, right? That it's going to work because you have to trust yourself to be able to make it work. And so they go hand in hand together. And I just, I, I mean, I could end the podcast. I'm not going to, but I could end the podcast where you're gonna be like, and that's it. So go work on, on that, right? But let's also talk a little bit about, um, like, I think that entrepreneurship and dating feel like a contradiction. And I have clients who are, because you, you mentioned this as well, when you're a busy professional woman and you have to create space, so like you have to decide. So let's talk to the entrepreneur right now because I've got clients who are this, this person and I have audience members who are this person. They are so in their business right now. Their business is thriving. It is, they, they have so much work coming at them. They can't even keep it straight, right? They're trying to create space like for their life and the life that they want. And, and I get this question all the time. Can I really find love if I'm an entrepreneur 
because how can I find someone who will understand this lifestyle, who will support this lifestyle? Like one of my clients wants to travel and like be a digital nomad and work from anywhere and run a bit. And she's like, but everybody I'm meeting, everybody I'm meeting on, on sites and I'm going out and no matter where I go, they're all nine to fivers. They're all corporate. They're all like, can I really all have a priority that's my business and have a priority that's love at the same time? Or do I have to wait until I can make space for one to be the priority over the other? How would you address that with someone? Listen, Rita, if they continue to wait, 40 will come, 50 will come, 60 will come, 70 will come. It's never the right time. So if we continue to push off until the right time, you would have never become an entrepreneur. You would have never moved to your dream place. You would have never done the things you've wanted to do. So my issue, Rita, is that often we put love in a box. And if it doesn't happen exactly in the box that we created with the bow and everything in the color, we don't want it. And that's the issue for me. We try and predict love and love is unpredictable. So if we start to say, you know what? Here are some of my non-negotiables. I'm a digital nomad. This is who I am. Listen, on my podcast, I just interviewed a woman who decided to move from California to South Africa and she met her husband in South Africa and now she's getting married, right? So she's now they're engaged, but still like she found love when she became that digital nomad and moved to South Africa and she found her love. And yes, he has his own business and he has money, you know, cause there's a thing, right? Like, Oh, if I find somebody over there, they won't have any money or blah, blah, blah. Stop it. Right. So we need to start to think of what's non-negotiable for us. So, okay. My lifestyle is a digital nomad. So then it's a mindset of, I can find love everywhere right? I can find love everywhere. Love is coming towards me. And we we often think of affirmations as woo-woo, but no, your mindset, our minds, 90% of our thoughts are negative. So, And then they repeat every day, almost 80% of those thoughts repeat every single day. So when we start to think about it, if we don't come up with these affirmations to drown out the mess, you're going to live in the mess all the time and pretend to be a public success when you're a private mess. And we don't want any of that, right? So yes, it is a mindset shift to say, I can find love anywhere. So if you are anti nine to fiver, I invite you to say, why? Why are you an anti nine to fiver? What if this nine to fiver could be remote, right? What if this night, maybe you could be a bi-coastal couple, right? Like maybe you, maybe this is your home base. You know, it looks different for different people. I know someone who is an entrepreneur and he lives in one state and his wife is a nine to fiver and she lives in another state and they visit each other. It's what works for you, right? What works for you? So love is available everywhere. So I invite that person that's building their business with all the clients. Love needs to be a part of that, right? So if you're building a business that you love, choosing a partner will only help your business grow, right? Yeah. That's it. The Who you choose to lay next to you has a direct impact positively, right? On your money, on your health, on your happiness. When you sit down to binge Netflix, isn't it nice if somebody was rubbing your feet at the same time? Come on, honey. Yes. Let's not miss you out hear on that, thing. honey. Actually, my, my honey does not listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if he did, if he did, I co-sign that. I co-sign, <laughs> I co-sign that. No, you're so right, right? Like, and I like, so let's talk about, I loved the past you started going down a little bit around getting clear about who you really, because you, you hear this all the, I mean, everybody's a manifester now and everybody talks about manifestation. Everybody talks about manifestation incorrectly, not everybody, but a lot of people talk about it incorrectly, but there is a lot of power in like making sure you're super clear about what you need. So what are some tips that can help people really get clear 
so they can find the love that they want, right? Like, let's talk about the entrepreneur who's building a business and wants to find that supportive person to be with. So they that so they get clear without then falling tra- the, the opposite side of that coin is you're sitting too many non-negotiables and you have too many restrictions and you have too much around it that you're going to keep yourself from finding love. That fine balance between this is what I want without it being so constrictive and restrictive that you are limiting your ability to ever find that person. How does somebody get clear about what's really important? Okay, so I have a whole love vision challenge on this, right? And so when we start to think about your what I call your love vision is that we, we're very clear about how much money we want to make. We're very clear about the type of car, where we want to live. But when it comes to love, it gets a little foggy because what we want isn't always what we've seen. Or what we want is what we've seen on TV, And when we start to look at how most people learn about love, it's through romantic comedies, porn, and dysfunctional family members. What is that? You know, that is the training ground for relationships. Now, maybe you're evolved and you've read the five love languages. Congratulations. (laughs) But but like outside of that, we're watching really trashy TV and saying, you know, or listening to our girlfriend's woes and saying, okay, that's why I'm not getting into a relationship because it went wrong for her. And so we're basing our fears or our goals on external things. So for me to get clear in your vision and your love vision is to take the time to understand what lights you up, what lights you up, and then what experiences lights you up, and then what kind of experiences would you like to have in love? Right. And it's not around his credit score, his shoe size, his stomach, or how many kids he has. Right. But it really is who are you in the space of the kind of love that you desire. Right. And that helps to start to share just to to mold true clarity in what love should look like for you. And no matter how silly it might be. Right. Because some people are like, oh, well, you know, what I want to do is kind of silly. It's okay. It's your relationship. Right. <laughs> so you want someone, for instance, I had a I had a uh law firm partner who was a private client of mine, right? And so she after work would shimmy into the black dress, you know, down by Bayside. That's a marketplace down by us. And she'd go out to dinner and she'd be kind of scared that she might run into her date's sister or something. And, you know, she'd get a um babysitter for her two kids. So she was, she was on point. Okay. She was like, listen, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to meet somebody. But a part of her was requesting, you know, what she was telling me she wanted was I need someone to come with me to the galas. You know, they need to look good on my arm. You know, they need to do all the things. Right. So that's what, that's what she was concerned about finding her gala partner. Right. And so she had two guys that she was between one guy was like Pepe Le Pew. Mm-hmm. Your eyes are like the ocean. You know, you're so beautiful to me. He gave her like blue blue spray painted roses. I'm like, what is that? Right. But he was really good looking. They had awesome sex on a bare rug. I'm like, yes, you slept with him already. What's going on? Right. So (laughs) you have this one. Then the other guy, she said, I don't know, Coach Kaz, if he deserves a second date because he had moved their table maybe three times. I said, well, why did they, why did he move your table three times? She said, well, you know, the first time we were by the bathroom, the second time we were by some loud people. And the third time somebody was smoking in my face. I said, well, it seems like he was pretty in tune to trying to create an experience for the two of you. Why don't you give him a second date? They're married today, right? Yep. And what she realized is that she wasn't looking for a gala partner, but she was looking for someone who would accept her in her sweatpants with no makeup sick, right? 
for just exactly who she is. So it really is being vulnerable enough with yourself to be honest enough about what you truly desire in your heart of hearts when it comes to love. So good. Like, so good, guys. Like, <laughs> all of you who are like, Rita, do you still do date coaching? No, go to Coach Cast. Because <laughs> I don't, but I will co sign because now I am 100% certain we have the same philosophy and way yeah. of thinking when it comes to this. I mean, this comes up all the time with, I, and this is a this is a total non entrepreneurship type of track, but this comes up all the time with college degree. Like, well, I need a guy who has a college degree. And I'm like, why? Why is that? Why? Just ask why. Why is that important? to you, right? And when you start getting to the why and what I wrote down, I, something, this this is who you are in this space. Get clear about who you are in the container of the relationship you want. I truly believe that success has nothing to do with what we're achieving, but it's always about who we're being, right? How we're showing up and who we are being. And if we can get clear about who we want to be, who do we want to be in the world, in business, in a relationship, right? How do we want to feel? How do we want to show up? How do we want to act? Like, and we step into being that person, then you will 100%. So I don't know if you noticed this, but I noticed this in business, right? And I'm sure this plays out in dating. And like, I'm almost certain it does. But in business, people will go, here are the kinds of clients I want. Here's what I want. I want a client who's going to do this. And I want a client who's going to show up like that. And I want them to be ready for this. And I want them to feel comfortable with this. And I want, I want, I want, I want, right? And there's nothing about what kind of person they are going to be for their clients, right? It's like, and how are you showing up for them? Like, let's talk a little bit about like, not just what you're getting, but what you're giving and and what kind of partner you're going to be in this business relationship or in this. And I am 100% certain that that's true in dating, that there's a lot of focus on what they're going to get from somebody right. and not a lot of focus about what they're going to give someone. Why do you think that is that people don't come at and here's the kind of partner I really want to be? Oh my gosh. You know, so like the hot thing now, the hot question now is what do you bring to the table? I'm like, that is the most garbage question I have <laughs> ever heard in my life. Right. I it's, bring, I bring my being. That is right. Right. That is it. That's it. That's it. What you want me to like fry some chicken for you? This is crazy. <laughs> right. So for me, it, it the focus is always about what they're getting because it's like you have to prove yourself that you're good enough for me. And I'm like, who is you? Right. So we we really need to understand that relationships are give and take. So oh, Coach Cass, he's not calling. Well, did you answer the phone the last three times he called? Right. Are you playing games, right? He sent you a text. Did you text the man back 24 hours? Like this, this constant, what, what I see oftentimes with um, my clients, with professional women is that they want to put this man through an obstacle course. Like it's a Spartan race. You know, they got to go through the mud. They got to jump over the fence. They got to prove themselves, break through the wall. And then you could get to know my middle name. I say, you know, that's just too much. Forget it. If, if it is so hard to just to get to know your middle name, why do I need to get to know you, period? It should be easy, easy. Oh, Coach Cass, but you know, I'm like, what are you so afraid of? You sharing a little something about what you've been through or who you are or what you're looking forward to is not hurting you. What have you been through that has showed you that being vulnerable is bad, right? And let's talk about that. Because at the end of the day, when the, the faster you are, 
to showing who you are, what you like to do, what you're looking forward to, it's easier for someone to connect with you for you to understand if this is someone you even want to spend time with. But the more time, because you tell me you have no time, right? Busy professional woman, you have no time. So the more time you take to, to do this closed off, let me interview you situation, you are actually spending more time with someone that you maybe should not be spending time with. Like, Get your vetting process together, mama. And the first part is for you to be open enough to share. Oh my gosh, you guys. So good. Like if I had to distill this interview into just like a few points and I, I, I don't worry, stick around to the end. Cause I have, I've written them down. Like I'm like, here are going to be like the, the takeaways from this, from this interview. But before we even get to those, because they're, I'm like looking at like, we've just developed a whole framework guys for success. Like coach Cass and I together, we just like developed a, a five-part five framework and it'll only cost you, you know, nine ninety nine and whatever, <laughs> but like, you're going to get it for free here on this podcast. Tell me a little bit. Cause by the time this airs, we're going to be a couple of weeks away from da, 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 Valentine's Day, right? The day where everybody or the time of year where everybody starts either feeling super bad because they're single yet again and they don't have somebody to or super optimistic because it's like, this is it. This is my year. I'm going to find love. Like, this is the moment, right? But then people start feeling alone or they start feeling what up. As we approach Valentine's Day. And there are people out there listening going, okay, you convinced me, Coach Cass. Like you convinced me that I can be an entrepreneur and find love and I don't have to wait. I can do it now. Like where would be some places that you would suggest that they start to tap their, because you'll hear, well, I hate match.com and I hate OkCupid and I hate whatever. And like, it's a weird world. They're all the, there's so many excuses available to people who want to block themselves from doing something right now. Well, it's COVID time. So I can't actually like go out dating right now or they'll come up. What are like three actions that someone can take if they say, okay, this is it, Coach Cash. You convinced me. I'm serious about finding love. This is a year it's going to be different. What tangible actions can they take to make that different? Okay, so you you asking where are all the good men hiding? Is that well, the underlying question? <laughs> so that's what I mean, that, I remember that. Somebody was like, where can I go to meet the good guys? And I'm like, oh, right. you know, at that bar where all the good guys go. It's like anywhere. Oh my gosh, <laughs> shut up. Just start going outside of your house, right? But I mean, like in general, like if they're like, it, I mean, it could be where they're going to go to meet, but also like if they want three tangible actions to say, okay, this I'm gonna I'm gonna take some action towards this. I'm gonna look to find my person. What what would you tell them? Where 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 should they start? Okay, so there's three ways that you can meet someone. I believe there's three ways you can meet someone. One is online. Two is in person. Three is introduction. Right. So online, in terms of sites, I believe every site can work. There's over 8,000 dating apps, and it all depends on you and your area. Like I have someone that has found love on Hinge, Christian Mingle. RBL, um, Tinder, right? I, I'm, I'm all the things, eHarmony, like all the things, coffee meets bagels. So they're all, there's a new one called Thursday, right? So when you, when you start to look at these apps, I invite you not to look at your girlfriend's experience. I want you to experience it for yourself, right? So I want you to go on the app you to take the pictures. And I'm not one for the photo shoot, right? Like I need you to just face the window, right? Natural light, make sure you have a little bit of a zhuzh, okay? Just a little zhuzh, the fake eyelashes, nobody likes them, put them down. 
right? So you take a portrait mode selfie, ow, you're smiling, that's it. Now, what's good is a nice pop of color, period, right? We also need a full body shot, okay? Because they need to know all of your goodness. So if you have extra goodness, let them see it. Not in a bikini and a full outfit, please, right? And be as honest in your outfit as possible. The thing is that when you meet this man in person, I want him to say, wow, you look so much better in person. I do not want him to say, is that you? No. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, let's be clear. And then third, I want you to also take a picture of you doing something that you love. So if you love volunteering with puppies, you and the puppies, whatever it is, right? So something that you love. So three pictures, very, very simple. And in your write-up, talk about the, the, the vision of what you see yourself doing with the right person for you. We'll go on walks. I love this. Action-oriented commentary. Do not make it into a book. Men do not read, right? So we make it very, very simple. Now, number two, when it comes to um, meeting somebody in person, that means you actually have to leave your house. Mm-hmm. Right, like <laughs> you gotta da, leave da, the penthouse. <laughs> you gotta leave the condo. You gotta go outside. Go outside. We outside, right? So yes, you can still meet somebody with a mask on. I have had men hit on me throughout COVID with a mask on. I smiled. They said hello. Right? It was just like, wait a second. But you, you, uh, you know, I had one guy reach over. Literally, I was checking out in an aisle of a market, and a guy in another lane said, "Excuse me." Can I take you to coffee sometime? I said, who, who me? I'm like, I'm married, bruh. <laughs> but I just thought it was so cool. He couldn't see my hands from below the magazine rack, but it was still kind of cool that he asked me out across the supermarket line. So listen, honey, in person means you need to be in person. So what? where do you go? You could go to Whole Foods. You know, there's a, there's a little bit of, of zhuzh to the folks that go to Whole Foods. So the, you might meet your man in the produce looking at the Gala versus the Roma apples, right? So you can you could go to the Starbucks. You could go to the Equinox gym. You know, you could go to the, the fancier places that have a little bit of a higher cost. You can go to the real estate association meetings, the 10X meetings, the business development, the personal development. So at least, you know, these folks are growth minded types of people, right? Versus the one that like just sticks their hands in their pants at home, right? Al Bundy. So then the third one, the introduction, you could hire a matchmaker, right? So I could always refer you to some great friends of mine, or you can ask your girlfriends like, hey, (laughs) I'm single. Who do you know? Your coworkers, right? So one of my clients during the pandemic met her man through a coworker, right? And now they're married, right? All within a year. She's 42 with twin boys, right? So that's for all the single moms out there and over 40 and working, all the things, right? And she always wanted to start her own business. And now what's so beautiful is that he is supporting them so that she could go full-time in her entrepreneurship, right? So something that she never thought she could do by herself, right? Was able to release control and dial into her feminine side, which is a whole nother topic, right? To be able to allow a man to lead, right? And it's something nice about that to trust someone enough to say, you know what? I I know you got this. And even if you don't, I trust you. You know, like I, I trust you enough. So those are the three things I would say, get online, get in person, So guys, if you were doubting that dating and building a business are exactly the same, right? If you want a client, get online, where, (laughs) anywhere, it doesn't matter. Anyone will work, but pick one and go all in on it and show up for it and be frequent on it, right? So all of these things that you just heard, same dating, same building your business and getting clients, right? So the online, just pick a platform, any platform and just be 
like consistent on it and show up and be frequent and use it. In person, you've got to leave your house, but you also have to be approachable. That was the piece there, right? You have to be approachable, eye contact, ear pods out, phone down, like, you know, and also be curious, be curious about other people. And if you do that, you're going to attract, right? Like, all kinds of opportunities. And then ask people for intros. Let people know what you're looking for, entrepreneur or dating, right? Like let people know, ask ask your current clients to refer you, ask your family, ask your friends. Like, You have to ask for what you want. People do not remind you. You have to ask. So like, see exactly the same. I, I always say, whatever, go to date coaching and you'll build a business. Go to business coaching. You'll build your date life if you go to the right people, right? But here, and then I want to ask people how they can work with you. But here are my my takeaways, and then you can tell me if you have a takeaway from it, but like, if you want, right, if you really truly want all the success that we just kind of talked about, I kind of highlighted some some steps from Coach Gas that I want to uh, mirror because I think it will help you in your dating life and in your business life. Like number one, you have to get clear. You need clarity, but the clarity should really be focused on what kind of person you want to be, how you want to show up, what you need to be doing in your day to actually experience what you want to experience, right? So number one, clarity. Number two, then, is your mindset. You really have to believe that you can be that person that you've gotten clear about. You have to believe, like, you have to believe that what you want is possible, but you also have to have a belief that you can show up as a person you've now envisioned yourself being, and you have to set the affirmations that make it easier for you to do that. So like Coach Cass gave some great ones, and I know she has some that you can, I saw somewhere, she has some you can you can download, so I'm going to ask her about that list of affirmations she's got out of the course. But also, um, you know, in general, like if, if you believe, if, uh, if you're showing up as a person who actively invites people to work with you, or let's say go on a date with you, what would make that easier? Well, what would make that easier is if you have the belief that people are excited when you ask them. And even if they say no, they're still honored and feel good that you ask them. It's like what beliefs have to be true? So clarity, mindset, and then the decision, right? You can't uh, achieve anything until you decide, which is like, this is possible for me and I'm going to work it until it works. And the reason you can do that is that final step of trust because you have now done all the things that Coach Cass talked about earlier to develop the trust in yourself to know I can work it till it works. I can navigate whatever happens from continuously taking action and showing up as this person. So clarity, mindset, decide, trust, boom. Those are the things that you should really be focused on so you show up online, in person, and getting those intros that you really want. So Coach Cass, I've loved everything that you've said. We could, Like I said, we could have 18 different episodes and I have to end this one, but, and I'm sad too. But how can people work with you? Because I do, I have a whole audience of people who are like, I am that busy entrepreneur, but I don't want to wait for love. How do I work with Coach Cass? What do I do? Where, where are all the places they can find you? Where are all the things that they can do? What's coming up? Valentine's Day is coming up. What's going on? Okay, so I'm at Inspire Many on everything. I-N-S-P-I-R-E-M-A-N-Y. Um, in terms of what's coming up, I do have the Success in Love Summit. And for all of your listeners, I am giving $97 off. It's $197, so I give them 97 bucks off. So if they use the code RITA, um, they will um, get a savings there. So otherwise, if you really just want to know what it is to work with me, email me. 
coach at inspiremany.com and let me know that you heard me here on Rita's show. And then we could figure out what's the best avenue for you. You know, essentially I do have a whole community that I support women in their love journey, but maybe you're more of a one-on-one kind of chick. So I'd, I'd like to connect because Rita's people is my people. You know, I believe my vibe is my tribe and, and, and Rita is definitely my vibe. So um, that means that just, just extends to all of you. So yeah, well, we're going we're gonna to put it all in the show notes. So we're going to put all the links to all the things and all in the show notes, guys. So just head down into there and click away. Was I incorrect that I saw like some downloadable or something that you have that are affirmations and mindset really? Okay. Let's talk about that. Cause this is going <laughs> to be great for everything. Like I will, I mean, all of this is great for business owners and whatever, but tell me a little bit about this affirmation deck you're holding in your hand right now. Yeah. So the love deck is something that I created with 60 of the questions I believe you should ask before choosing the one. I find that conversation is is kind of like a stumbling block for many people, right? So it's dating conversation starters on one side and on the other side, it's affirmations to just keep you motivated in the process. So yeah. Read, read us one, just read us one of the affirmations real quick. Oh, one of the, I easily adapt to change. Oh my gosh, guys. I don't care if you're not even dating and if you're married, buy this as an entrepreneur <laughs> and just read the affirmation side. And, I mean, and, no, now turn that one over, the, the change one, and read the question on the other side. Would you relocate for love? Would you re- <laughs> Isn't that funny, guys? Wasn't that the thing? Like, see? But like, these are questions, like that the real questions that you should be asking on the dates. But like I said, even if you're not, like the affirmations are going to be applicable as an entrepreneur either way. So like, definitely like, Check it out. Check all of this out. Coach Cass, I'm so excited that we got to talk today. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for hanging out with me. And thanks for having me, Rita. I appreciate it. I do. I would love for you to close with just one thought, one tip, one thing that you really like. If you had the the mic for one minute, the whole world got to hear your your message and it would program them to do the thing that you're like, what would that thing be that you would want to share? No pressure, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> Um, Rita, I believe that every woman is a wanted woman, right? Wanted means women achieving new triumphs every day. And so once we come to understand that we are wanted, it's just to figure out what do I want and who do I want? And it is your choice. You choose. So to step into your power and believe that you are wanted is the first step of really finding the life, the love, and the business that you truly deserve. That's it. Mic drop done. Guys, <laughs> thank you for joining me for this episode of the Read a Movie Do It Show. I will catch you next week for an all new episode. Take care, everybody. Bye. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Read and Me Do It show. And my goal is to share this business-boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month, one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser-focused and go all-in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to readamimidoit.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.